pretty much it. Is that level okay? I think the level's fine. Okay, I'm sure it pretty easy. Let's go. Let's get on with this farce. Is that on? Yeah. In that case, you've recorded yourself saying, let's get on with this farce. Yeah, I'm being... That doesn't show willing. I'm being dead pump. Okay. Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? Hello! It is on, and you're listening to Stalemates. Hello! With me, John Patrick Higgins. And me, Joseph J. Nawaz. Uh, no spoilers on that J. The mystery remains. I love it. It's in place. I like to maintain a veneer of, uh, uh, a veneer of, of, uh, you know, a veneer. Make myself sound more interesting than yeah, I really am. just maintain a veneer. Yeah, just, just maintain a veneer. Yeah. It's an important thing. Um, okay, so this week's podcast, because they are all theme-based, is S-H-O-P-P-I-N-G. We're shopping. That's right. It's about shopping. Or shopping, as we say in these parts. I don't say that. You don't say in these parts. That's right, Joe. No, I don't say anything in these parts. You say very little in these I parts. Keep my, I keep my head down. Um, right, so Joe, any hilarious shopping stories? Oh, where do I begin? This is going to be rich. Rewarding. Uh, well, as, as someone who is profligate with the old pennies. And, and in everything. In, 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 in all things, in all things, excess, all areas, excess in moderation, and then always take it too far. Yeah, exactly. You know? Always take it too far. I don't know. Uh, in terms of shopping, I think my, my my whole life's been one giant shop. I've been bumbling around the the uh, the kind of forecourt of life, buying crap, buying the wrong shoes often. Sometimes buying the right shoes. Basically, I use shopping. Well, you're looking at my shoes now, aren't you, to make sure? Yeah, they are in fact a pair of shoes I, for starters. I'm not sure about them. No, I'm not a big fan of the buckle. Buckle, I'm a fan of the buckle that's come back in, into my life, certainly. The, uh, is, are they Jasper Conran socks? Pierre Cardin, if you Pierre Cardin, nice. He will be wanting them back after this show. Yeah. I keep calling it a show. It's a podcast. That's a kind of show. What's your problem? Yes, but is it a show if we're technically doing it for ourselves? We aren't technically. We, the, the, the notion I'm, is, right, yeah. that we're doing this for uh, an audience of willing victims. Yeah, I'm modestly assuming that no one's listening, but then that way... Anything else is a bonus. That's what I said. Yeah, we, it's like uh, it's like every indie band in the nineties. Every mother loving indie band. We just do band. what we do, and if anyone else likes it, that's a bonus. Yeah, but that, that, that means twenty years from now we'll have to reform and do this all over again. Oh my god! Well, luckily okay. we'll both be dead. By we now. are the Shed Seven of podcasts. <laughs> Did you see who's getting back together this week? Hey. Who's your favourite band of the nineties? My favourite band. Favourite oh. favourite ever band. Okay, great band. Wonderful back, band. Back to the wall, gun to the head, Swedes. Yeah, no, definitely. Wrong answer. I don't think they've split up, have they? No, no, they haven't. No. Yeah, yeah. But they're, but they're from the 90s. Yeah, they are from the 90s. Forever branded. Okay, tell me, tell me. Blue Tones. Are, are you sitting down? I'm sitting comfortable. Are you, you don't look that comfortable. You're it's the buckle shoes. Out. What's this? It's the buckle That's shoes. This is weird. They're constricting my circulation, well, but they, they look are. great. Carry um, on. Well, in hushed tones, Joe. Uh-huh. It's only... Uh-huh. Fucking... Tension's killing me. Thousand yard stare. Thousand... As if from the dead. Yes. Imagine that. You'll be able to thrill to the hits like. uh, uh, (laughs) Thrill to the hits? I can't think of of one of their songs. We can't even get to one of their songs. And they've reformed, you say? They've reformed. Back back by by any demand? I hopefully (laughs) means they won't come back shit like they were before, you know. Have they reconstituted in in a superior way? I don't know. Molecularly? I don't know. (laughs) From gold to diamonds? I don't know what they're doing. Who wants to go and see fucking Thousand Yards there? I, I don't think anyone did the first Literally, time around. I would sit down and watch a Blue Tones song 
in preference. Yeah. But I don't... watch Keen. Yeah. In preference. I think it's telling that you said you'd watch a Blue Tone song, you wouldn't necessarily have the volume up though. Oh god no, I'd be whipping my ears off. I'd be, you know, <laughs> bloody stumps stuck out of my neck. A thousand yards start and where did you uh, glean this nugget of, of fresh knowledge? Well, where do you glean all my information these days? The internet. The internet, yes. Yeah, but I have I have checked it out, it is true. It's not a hoax, it isn't no, fake it's news. It's not fake news. Um So that, that's a slight detour from uh, the the, the notion of, of shopping in fact it's the antithesis yes because I said he won't be buying any tickets for very it very good or indeed any mp3s as the kids call records these days I've never heard of such a thing apparently they're downloadable is that electronic wizardry it is mm. I believe they, they turn noise into magic and then back into noise on your computer yeah, well, I don't like noise what fresh hell is this yeah I would, I would dampen noise I get a J cloth mm. Mm. wipe it down speaking of noise um, and speaking of shopping trying to and trying to uh, you know desperately seg back into the main theme of I'm the glad show. Glad is doing that. Desperately yeah, and yeah. sagging, or take my most used words. Sagging, possibly. Well, again, where desperately I come from, sagging. where yeah. I come from, it's sagging. <laughs> if you knew the postcode, that would make sense. Um, <laughs> the music that often accompanies one, or traditionally, or uh, you know, as it's assumed to accompany one uh, when one is shopping at their favorite supermarket, is known as. Uh, well, Muzak. Muzak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I happen to think that uh, Muzak is doing that kind of music at this service. It's often quite interesting. For example, I was in Sainsbury just two weeks ago. Yeah. And what came on piped through the speakers, but the Velvet Underground, Who Loves the Sun, that, apropos of Little All. That's... What did I hear recently? Well, it was in a, was it in, I was in TK Maxx. Oh. Of all places, I was just cutting. Of through. all the places, I was just cutting through. I wasn't buying anything. I didn't, you know, have my blinkers on. Were you doing a, a, a drive-by, a kind of retail thing, picking up something from a hanger, paying for it, and then going out the other door? Because there is two doors. You can't. Yeah, them. no, no. I was just walking through. I didn't, I didn't buy anything. Okay, okay. I believe you. Let's be clear. I've never bought anything. So that's not a TK Max shirt you're wearing. It right? certainly fucking isn't. How dare you? If you look closely, which forces me to look closely at your torso, it's got some detail. That's it. not my torso. That's my shoulder. Sorry, John. You're that, my God. You're so misshapen. I forgot. Hang on. <laughs> of course, you're that way around, aren't yeah, you? That's right. Yeah. I'm beautiful facing, detail. I'm currently facing front. Beautiful, beautiful. I know. Listeners, I'm here, so you don't have to be. Uh, but there is some splendid Look detail. Look at the face. The face is on the front. Always remember that. There's some the splendid the detail. The is also on the front. There's some splendid detail on John's non-TK Max. Check it out. Show. It is actually quite delightful. It is. It's, it's a, nice. It's yeah. a subtle paisley. It's like a magic paisley. Every week we do this. We, we, we basically check each other's garments out. Yeah, uh, I've, for, done, I've done your socks and shoes. Yeah. You have a shirt. I think, I, I think I, well, indeed, they're all, they're all items that you and I probably like to buy. In fact, it's probably one of our, one of, one of our most... Uh, Popular purchased items as clothes and shoes. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's very much our metier. Indeed, it is. Yeah. So shopping, shopping. Obviously, in today's society, we're all consumers. We live in a post-capitalist neoliberal society where even our medical health choices are based on consumerism as opposed to, you know, welfare. Shopping is the new religion. Yeah. And that was old hat twenty years ago. I'm not I'm not hey, saying. Hey, Joe. Anything. I'm glad you said that because I was going to say, "Twas ever thus." I'll tell you how I know. Right? Do tell. In 1961, Blank. Philip Larkin wrote this poem. That's right, it's John's Poetry Corner. I've gone in early this week. John's Just... Poetry Corner. That's nice. We'll That'll never that will never catch up. That will. Let's do it again. John's Poetry Corner. 
Yeah, probably. That'll be a regular segment. Phone in now with your complaints. That's a fairly irregular segment. Um, right, it's quite a long one, so I'm going to read it in one go and hopefully not fuck up. Um, so stay okay, with in your own time. Uh, this is by Philip Larkin from 1961, uh, later compiled for Whitson Weddings in 1963, and it's called, quite simply, The Large Cool Store. I won't do the voice. The Large Cool Store selling cheap clothes, set out in simple sizes plainly, knitwear, summer casuals, hose, in browns and greys, maroons and navy. Oh, it rhymes. It's one of them poems what rhymes. That's great. Conjures the weekday world of those who leave at dawn low terraced houses, timed for factory, yard and site. But the past, (laughs) but past the heaps of shirts and trousers, Spread the stuff fucking out. <laughs> Do you want me to start again? Pass the spread of sheets and trousers. I, I don't. My printer doesn't work. I've had to hand print this out now. It's, it's in my writing. I can't read my writing. Fucking hell and bloody wisers. Okay, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Okay, this is from the top. The large cool store by Philip Larkin. That's the large cool store by Philip Larkin. The large cool store. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I wasn't expecting a third large cool store there. Yeah, there is one. It starts okay. with a large cool store. Take it away, Joe. You heard it once before. Yeah. Do you know what? It shouldn't have held any surprises. Ooh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it now. <laughs> the large cool store by but Philip Larkin. It's like really the worst English uh, language learning tip of all time. The large cool <laughs> store by Philip Larkin. Take it away. The large cool <laughs> store selling cheap clothes set out in simple sizes plainly. Knitwear, summer casuals, hose, in browns and greys, maroons and navy. Conjures those weekday world of those, conjures the weekday world of those who leave at dawn low terraced houses. Time for factory, yard and site. But past the heaps of shirts and trousers, spread the stands of modes <laughs> for night and spit I wine on my floor. Like, past the heap of cluttered shites, amongst the trousers, Pressed so we, white. We, we will get through this. We will. There's, there's and it is page. something to be there's gotten another through. another page of this. Oh, sweet Mary of God. Machine embroidered, thin as blouses. Lemon, sapphire, moss green, rose. Brine nylon baby dolls and shorties. Flouncing clusters to suppose they share that world. To think their sort is matched by something in it shows. How separate and unearthly love is. Or women are, or what they do, or in our young, unreal wishes seem to be synthetic, new, and natureless in ecstasies. Finally got there in the end. Oh, was that it? Oh, yeah, good. That's it. Yeah, it's quite sure. That was. Uh, I'm not going to bore you, Joe. That was. Uh, that was. That was. Uh, it was a poem. Quite something. That was quite something. Well, it's, Lurgan, it's, it's one of his sexy ones, isn't it? He, he really is. He really captures the essence of, of going into a, a 60s department store. Apparently it's based on a trip he made to Marks and Spencer's once. Oh. Yeah. I made a similar trip to Marks and Spencer's. Fingering the frillies. I made a similar trip to Marks and Spencer's a couple of weeks ago. Right. Where I know women's underwear. Uh, the branch that's near me is mainly a food court. It's a glorified food court. You yeah, get, but you, with pants in it. Mine, mine's pants free. Well, then it's not similar. It's similar in the sense that it's a Marks and Spencer's. Larkin is going into the shop and he's looking at girls' frillies. Yeah. For his, for his jollies. We there, know what he's like. There's some nice kind of 
old school references to kind of long dead synthetic materials. Yeah, Brian Island. Island. Yeah. Um, Wasn't Brian Ferry called Brian Island at some point in the, in the melody maker? Or Brian Island a, Ferrari. Brian, oh, that was Baron Ferrari. Yeah. I don't think it was called Brian Island. No. Um, Should have been. It's one of his sexy poems, isn't it? He is talking about the difference that we place on sex. Yeah. In in our world, like the, you know, the, everything else is workaday, humdrum, grey. Uh, but the underwear, the sexy underwear yeah. for, for his pleasure, yeah. is he's clearly having a good time in this in this store. He, he is reeling off kind of various objects and artifacts for sale. He's it's like he's uh, worshiping in the cathedral of consumerism, yeah, or your local Marxies, as it's known now. Well, there's a usual strain of uh, you know um, misogyny as well there. I think it's all of our misogyny. Or in our young, all of our misogyny seem to be. You're doing that thing. What? I'm, I'm reading the poem. You're yeah, doing but, the thing. But I cut in. But yeah, I don't want you. To I cut another gap. And then you went back to reading the poem again. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm wow. furnishing you with my point, which I, is not a, a yeah, line please, I would say. Please don't ever furnish me with yeah. your point again. Natureless in ecstasies. What does he mean by what does what does the poet mean by that, Joe? Bogger divino. Natureless in ecstasies. Is he saying that one transcends one's? I think he's marking out a native difference between men and women and their expectations and, you know, how we are able to deliver in romantic scenarios. Well, to put it another way, uh, only men go cottaging. I think you can distill all of uh, the whole essence of human sexuality, the difference betwixt the gender's attitude to sexuality is that only men go cottaging. I'll let that hang in the air for a second. Yeah, I'm not really sure how that applies to this poem. Uh, but Larkin is, 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 is he not trying to de- demarcate the excitement that he finds the sexual thrill that he finds from these things as opposed to what a woman will find no I think I've completely I, misunderstood the point I think he's uh, he's certainly he's dealing with that idea but he's he's projecting it rather than confessing anything it's more how the artist sees the differences between the genders and what he imagines those differences yeah, yeah, but he's, for. But that's that's disingenuous. He's, he's hiding behind projection. It's still the artist's impression. What are you going to tell him that? Love to. Have you got a, have you got him on speed dial? <laughs> I hear you. I, I have as it goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I have as it goes. Oh, oh, no, that's, that's pop, it's pop larkin. I've got on speed dial. David Jason, um, yeah, David Jason. Blimey, that's a touch of frost. I know. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure Philip Larkin won't be spinning in his grave at, at any of this. No, I don't. But he'll be listening. <laughs> he doesn't really understand podcast technology. Don't think he ever did. I'm no. with him on that one. I don't uh, understand it. Either. Hello, is this thing on? Uh, okay. Well, so I, when I are we, we starting? I think we better play a song because it's been better, on a while. Shall we start the podcast? Yeah, let's start the podcast. Okay. Okay. So this song um, is called Rockin' Shoppin' Center. By Jonathan Richmond. Hi, John and Joe here. We had originally intended to play records on the show, but our legal brief tells us we would go to prison if we did. However, we have set up a stalemate Spotify page for you so you can listen along in real time with the show, just as Joe and I are pretending to do. Okay, so that was Rockin' Shoppin' Centre by proto-punk rocker Jonathan Richmond. I think I said Richmond, the first, like yeah. the sausages. Jonathan Richmond uh, was somebody I went to school with. I think he's dead now. Did you kill him? At school, possibly through a long, slow uh, process of boring him to death. Or short, I didn't bore or, him to or death. a short process of elimination, if yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never leave a trace. Uh, 
Yes, yes, that was indeed Jonathan Richmond. Uh, and he, well, you, you, you pretty much nailed him. Thanks very much. That's quite alright. I did pretty much nail him. And he does not write anymore. Um, one of my earliest memories is of uh, Jonathan Richmond. Did you know this? Jonathan Richmond or Jonathan Richmond? No, you killed Jonathan Richmond. He's dead. Let's get rid of that notion. We'll, we'll you sh- probably shouldn't have brought that up. It's a police matter, Joe. Yeah, that's actually... Uh, this is the only one of the few moments I'm glad that nobody's listening to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can count on your silence in this matter. But Jonathan Richmond was one of your earliest memories? One of my earliest memories. My father, when I was a young man, uh-huh. well, when I was a young boy, in fact, uh, used to regularly... Uh, Listen to uh, Jonathan Richmond. He was a big fan. <laughs> He was really on the, the cutting edge in those days. Uh, he used to regularly record the top 20 or top 30 off the radio um, and play it back to, for us so, because we didn't know, we weren't allowed to touch the music centre. Uh-huh. That's what that's what stereos were called then, they're called music centres. Um, but he would record us the, the pop charts and apparently Egyptian reggae was in the top 10. I didn't know that. They had some fucking mad music in the top 10 in the 70s. Because I also remember... Um, the Crunch by the Ra Band. Uh huh. Um, Tusk by Fleetwood Mac was in there, which even then I knew was odd. I listened to that on the bus on the way over to your house. Is that true? It's as odd as it ever. Yeah, indeed it is true. Um, um, you know various other interesting songs, but there you go. So I knew Jonathan Richmond before I knew anything. I'm still, music. I'm, I'm still kind of getting used to the fact your dad recorded the top, not not the top forty though. It couldn't be the top. He had to record the top not thirty. Gonna, he's not going to hang around and, 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 and waste his time. He had his, what, his half of Why, Sunday you're not, really you're old. Not gonna, you know, he post sorts, dinner and he then went to the, the wheat from the chaff. I can see him going to the music centre in his kind of brown nylon shirt. Yeah, slightly too long sideburns, fiddling with the radio and cassette settings. <laughs> sure, what are you, what are you going down? Fuck them. Who was not, not putting them on the tape? Who presented the the, the hit parade on the beat? Was it Gambaccini back then? Someone, someone of no, that it was somebody with a weird. I think was it someone like Emperor Roscoe. Well, we can divide people of that era into two in broadcasting. Right. Those that have been questioned by the police, and those that haven't. Um, no, I don't think there's any stain on Emperor Roscoe's character. Emperor Roscoe's well, he's flawless. He, well, he is emperor. He's the emperor. Um, he's the supreme I, ruler. I don't know anything about. Next time we put a song on, I'm going to look up and see what Emperor Roscoe's up to now. If he's still alive, okay. ideally we should be. And whether uh, or not he's been touched by the hand of Utrecht. Can we ask our producer? The producer actually is us, but it's a collective and uh, third person. Yeah. Reference to us looking for something. What uh, whilst the song is on, so we'll ask the producer about that later on. Wink, sure. wink. Hey, Graham, if you get in on this, yeah, that'd be great. Good, good work, Graham. Yeah, Wherever you are and, what, and whoever you are, loving your work. Um, that's an impressive beard. Yeah, possibly not good to leave an awkward silence after saying that. Um, I was talking to you, I was talking to Graham. Your beard is flimsy. At best. At best. It's not so much a beard as uh, a lack of razor. I think there is a subtle difference. It's hard. Speaking of earliest memories, uh, and this totally, uh, coincidentally, fits into our theme um, this week. One of my earliest memories is watching John Inman on Are You Being Served? (laughs) That does work! Not just watching John Inman, also... The music, the theme tune to Are You Being Served, which has that cash register, cha-ching, yeah. third floor, women's lingerie. That, 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 thanks, and, Philip Larkin, and, and, for the callback. And, um, and, going, and, going, and going, obviously, from our earliest suggestions, yeah. um, inventing Elastica's career. You listen to that. It's just basically the Elastica song, but with strings. And without the cash register Round noise. stationary, Freddie Ware shirts. Cha-ching. Yeah. It's, da, you know, da, 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 da. Going up. I'm, I'm very surprised that was it Crofton Perry wrote that yeah 
I'm not surprised. We don't need details to produce this one. Craft the bread. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not surprised. It's a right rot. What, you mean the luminaries who created Oh Dr. Beeching? Are you crazy? Oh Dr. Beeching. And uh, you rang Malud, I think. Malud. So to get back to Are You Being Served, I never understood, even now, it's taken me 20, 30 years to actually untangle, but young, the the joke about young Mr. Grace was that he was fucking ancient. Yeah. I just, as a young person, I didn't understand the concept behind this doddering old uh, kind of cadaver. Surrounded by young, beautiful women being but called you young Mr. Been Grace. horribly miscast. I just thought there's some. <laughs> does no one else know that this is a, this is inaccurate? You know, and also the the uh, the inference was, I suppose, that there was a an even older, more decrepit, kind of uh, kind of hired Jews kind of kind of storeroom magnet, storeroom magnet, as opposed to a fridge magnet. Was was old Mr. Grace dead then? I'm guessing old Mr. Grace was still alive, right. a head in a jar or something. Yeah, but so, you know, with his Kleenex boxes on his feet somewhere, being looked after by Mormons, being looked after by the Church of Jesus Christ of the yeah. Latter Day Saints. Exactly. Uh, we hadn't actually come to these shores, and by these shores I mean the United Kingdom of Great Britain, Northern Ireland, and the Republic of Ireland. Contro- con- was like controversy fans couldn't even get it out. As I'm sure John Inman said at regular intervals, and in are you being excellent. served? That was good. <laughs> I'm free. I'm free. You couldn't make a program like that these days, mainly because it's offensive. No business sense, ironically. No, no. You know, I'm free. I'll just do anything now. Financial acumen yeah. down the swanee. His, you know, his, his, a- his agent slapping himself yeah. in the face again. No, John. Inman. And Mrs. Slocum's pussy. We, we, we can't yeah. leave talking about this, which we should do, without mentioning Mrs. Slocum's pussy. There, I've said it twice. But the other thing is, because obviously the theme is shopping, and it was set in a shop, did they ever sell anything? Uh, that would have gotten in the way of the of the kind of hijinks and jips. Yeah, there was a lot of hijinks and jips. I was going to say plots, but <laughs> middle-aged people had a lot more fun in those days. There was something. There was something about about the whole the whole novelty of the department store. Then I think back then in the early seventies, it was a novelty. It was the new thing that to, to come. It was the new the new kind of shopping, wasn't it? I don't know if that's they were true. magical kingdoms. Though, well, I don't know if that's true. Larkin's poem suggests an air of mystery about going into one of these places. I think that the whole point of uh, I being stars it, it was it was already an anachronism. You uh, think so? Yeah, I think because the fourth floor. This poem, right, is about a, a store. Yeah, and about a decade. And it's in 1961. But a decade before. Uh, so, well, a decade and a half. But were these things? Were these places not mysterious cathedrals of consumption, which were a great band, by the way? Yeah, they were great. If only they'd made it big. Um, um, were there not places where people no, went? I don't think so. I think the notion was that they had a, a, an ex-military man in there called Captain Peacock who didn't yeah. do anything apart from stand around bossing people. They had these weird demarcations. Um, they had this flamboyantly homosexual uh, man in there that nobody... Who was that again? That would be uh, that would be John Immons' <laughs> character. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Didn't... No? Really? <laughs> Um, although John Inman himself now claims that he was never meant to be gay. Uh, no, he's still is he still claiming yeah, that? He's saying that he was Even though he's gay. dead? No. Who? John Inman? Yeah, alright. In in print he has said in the past. Yeah. Probably not now. Do 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 change the tense because it, it does kind of freak me out. It's like yeah. those things when you're looking at I was sh- chatting on speed dial to Derek Akora. <laughs> to Inman. Who maintains to to this day Derek Akora's dead as well, isn't he? Only in my eyes. Is this is this your spiritual speed dial, which you you're, which you're never bragging about? What your spiritual speed dial? Yeah, yeah. I actually got his autobiography over there. If you want to have a peruse, his autobiography. Yeah, I don't think he wrote himself. It's probably just a biography. Ghostwriter. Yeah. yeah. Come on. That's why I don't pay him. Uh, that's why I earn the big bucks. Okay. Right. <laughs>
Um, should we go with song number two, Joe? When your choice. Let's go with song number two. What's it going to be? Uh, well, I I did the two songs that I've chosen this week. One's a bit it's silly and a bit lighthearted, one. and the other one's a bit depressing. I think I think I'll start with 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 the lighthearted one. Just something a little bit fun within the theme of shopping, but slightly you know t- taking the, a more a wacky approach to it. These do sound like excuses. Well, John, how much is that doggy in the window? We know. all know that song. We've all grown up with it. But do we know who actually sang it originally? I do. It's written in front of me. Okay. And what does it say on your, on your sheet there? It's Patty Page. Not the other Patty. No. <laughs> don't, don't. That's a spoiler. Smith. Patty Smith. I always thought it was we'll, Patty Smith. We'll get to that. No, it's okay. Patty Page. Um, yes, yeah, so it's it's Patty Page with How Much Is That Doggy? In the Window. Woof, woof. That was Patty Page. With How Much Is That Doggy in the Window? Woof, woof. And Joe, oh, I haven't been idle while we were listening to that song, um, because I've been looking up Emperor Roscoe. I mean, the producer has. I haven't, obviously. I've just had this yeah. fed into me from my speed dial. One moment, my learned colleague. Go on. I was just thinking, listening to that song, which we did listen to in real time there, in case yeah, you're wondering. Did, yeah. um, it's almost exactly like Kesara Sera by Doris Day. It's only the Kesara Sera that might have been. I think it's a lovely song. I, I don't think people took the the tone of it too seriously but in fact it's a serious business buying a dog because they're not just for Christmas they are for life yeah what mars it in my eyes is slightly offness of the wolf wolves the wolf was kind of I I don't know who was paid to do do the wolf but it's just a half second hour seriously lads how much is dog in the window (laughs) wolf wolf they phoned it in hence the delay there's a two second delay right anyway sorry John you've been doing sorry our producers have been looking into the yeah our producers have yeah it's not me our producers have been looking into the uh, query we had earlier on about uh, Emperor Roscoe I think somebody rang in and asked us about Emperor Roscoe so um, they really did they really did yeah um, don't worry um, because there's no stain on his character as I correctly surmised no yew tree involvement at all and Roscoe is heard regularly still on internet broadcaster Big L International. Still going strong. Um, Not one blemish on his character. Emperor Roscoe, to repeat, has been untouched by the scandal that has enshrouded so many other beloved entertainers of the 70s. Currently, he makes occasional Sunday broadcasts for the radio station Mighty KBC on 6095 kilohertz in Europe. His reach is as great as ever. International. International performer. Um, I also wanted to bring your attention to his catchphrase, which is is quite the most extraordinary catchphrase I think I've ever read. It's this. Go. I am the emperor, the geeter with the heater, your leader, your groovy host from the West Coast, here to clear up your skin and mess up your mind. It'll make you feel good all over. It That's seems a to, long catchphrase. Yeah, it, it kind of fizzles out as well. It starts with a, a certain degree of sass. What, the Gita with the heater? It's got that Howlin' Wolf 60s sass, and then it kind of, yeah, the Gita with the heater, I like that, you know, slang talk. And then it, it kind of peters out. Too many commas, too much punctuation, too many sentences there, Roscoe. To be fair, I don't think my doing it was as good as Roscoe's. And of course, nowadays he can barely remember it. He, yeah. he kind of gets distracted by pieces of fruit halfway through. <laughs> I would do an impression of Emperor Roscoe. Do you remember? But, how, do you remember how he spoke? Yeah, but well, that's part of my childhood. But um, I did some impressions last week. Yeah. They weren't very good, and I was told yeah. subsequently that it sounded a bit like a shit trip. Whoa, whoa! Yeah. So we're going there. Are we going so to go there? We're going there. I yeah. thought we'd hold off on that for you know our Christmas special. So no, no more impressions. Fuck you all. Thanks very much. Yeah. 
Um, let me try. Let me see if I can do it. No, John, please. We've already agreed. We promised our, our, our listener that we will not go there. But I do want to ask you, is, is, would, it, would it be an American accent that you would be it, attempting it would to be, point? yeah. yeah. Is, is he really from America? I know he mentions the West Coast in his uh, his catchphrase, his very lengthy catchphrase. Well, to quote Christopher Eccleston, lots of places have a West Coast. Very good. Yeah. I'm thinking West and Supermare. Um, no, it would be more his speed he's definitely from America let me have a look see where he's actually born let's just check with our producer his name again is Mike Pasternak okay maybe I'm not right, Russian I'm not right moment to point this out but he actually was quite handsome he's a good looking like fella. a young Alan Delon there yeah um, he's born in uh, on Boxing Day in 1942 in Los Angeles uh, one California. more fact one more fact about Emperor Roscoe his other name as he's sometimes known is Michael Prescott <laughs> it's not from Michael Prescott to Pasternak to Emperor Roscoe. Look what our producers just sent us. Oh yeah. Look under Emperor that's Roscoe. That's not his real name. Of course it's not his real, his name. real name. It's a pseudonym. It's a pseudonym. Mike Pasternak is a cool name. Yeah. Why ch- Mike Prescott? But if you want to fly under the radar, you change that to Mike Prescott. Maybe he was a, 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 involved in international espionage. And he forgot to be... Maybe he was a Soviet agent over here who was never activated. He's still, <laughs> still waiting for that phone call. Whittling away... His later years, they are biding their time doing community radio. I'm when, trying to remember his get the phone call. When, you know, <laughs> when the sleeper wakes, well, well, I will be incapacitated. The world's becoming a very tense place again. Maybe it's time for that phone call. Let's try it. Let's try and do the impression, John. I'm going to go for it. May God have mercy on all our souls. I'm going to do it like like some Doctor John or something like that. You know, that'll, that'll improve. I it. am the no. I'm not going to do that. At all. That's terrifying. Um, right, I think. I was going to say we should play another record, but we've just played one. We really have. Yeah, we have, yeah. we have we've got nothing to give. Um, well, I think in this, uh, since we're talking about shopping, um, and we're, 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 we're obviously men who like to buy a garment or two. Yeah. Christmas and birthdays, really. Weddings. Yeah, other, other, other people's. Don't get Usually. Right. No, yeah. no. Um, I think we are the generation, if I, if I can safely say, that we're well, that. of us. We are thatch- We are a generation between us. We are. Yeah. Ge- well, there certainly looks like there's a generation between us, ladies and gentlemen. If this was online, you'd know what I meant. But moving back off from how youthful John Sorry, looks, just let me just <laughs> pump up my feathers, Joe. <laughs> it's a big white quiff, a la Billy Duffy, but yeah. it, it does for me. The male bristles mm. as he sees a rival hoving in the view. Uh, but it's it's safe to say that we are uh, children of Thatcher. We where we are from the generation that grew up in the mid to late eighties. <laughs> That's why I, I uh, have no sense of direction and yeah. get lost in the desert. But she was the shopping prime minister. She was the <laughs> prime minister who made it. She was the shocking prime minister. I see what you've done there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's good. But to but, get, but to get back to, to, to this notion of because sh- the show is about shopping. Yeah. I think Mark Mark Thatcher's first person who said uh, and the, the whole idea of Thatcherism is everyone should be entitled free. I think is the, is the word the misleading word to be able to buy and own whatever they want from council houses to shares in British Gas. To um, oh yeah, if you see Sid circuitries, if you yeah, see Sid yeah, yeah. so it, it was all about the commodification of everything. And what is shopping? But being able to buy everything uh, that you want because you have the means through which to purchase these said things. God, that's an interesting uh, side, isn't it? Well, no, I think she set the balls rolling on the sort of destruction of of the world. Yeah, this notion that you should be able to buy things. Why? But that, Why that, keep buying things? That's the basic tenets. And indeed, I I, I believe one of our favourite bands, uh, which we'll talk about later, captured that song in the sense of the eighties, that it, rampant eighties consumerism, with a song that will we'll be surprising you with later. That is some of uh, classic Noir's foreshadowing there. Do you like that? Yes. Yeah. And there'll, there'll be a callback to that at the end of the show, and you'll you'll, you'll all go. You'll ah. all go. 
you'll, you'll all go Nawaz was I wise. See. They should call him Nawaz. It's been known. Has it been known? No. It's I never really hope known. it hasn't been known. It's never been known. I like to think that I invented that, and, uh, and that's why they killed me. And here he stoned me to death in the park. That's why I had to resurrect you with a, a, a couple of Babylonian incantations. And a drop of wine. And the hair, the pubic hair of a second form boy virgin. Why, sec- kept, why second form? What, um, was, what was his first form? It's very specific. Right, okay. It's just say that the Babylonian kind of dog roll that I was reading. And here you are. <laughs> Boom. Back in the room. Back coming in the at, room. Coming at you like Cleopatra. So tonight's show is about shopping. This is now our third, fourth. This is our fourth show. Well, no, we don't count the pilot. So it's the third one. Never now. count the pilot. Never count the pilot. Fatal error. Mm. So, so many airlines are taking that kind of stance these days. Oh, that was funny this week. Some disaster. I know. I know. Well, hey, don't fly United. Yeah. Uh, now we don't. We don't like to tie these uh, podcasts down to a particular point in time. But hey, the news hounds amongst you will know what we're talking about. Yeah. It's a balmy spring evening in early April oh, well, 2017. We, we broadcast into news hounds. Are we, Why are news hounds? I'll take a. I don't. I don't. I because back in the day it used to be pigs, didn't it? No, news, news pigs. News, news pigs. No, it's news hounds. News swine. Hounds are more elegant. You know, they are sleek. They're, yeah. they're, they're nice. But, if you're not a fox, yeah, you're gonna love a hound. They'll still take your face off if they're hungry, unless it's the fox and the hound, the Disney cartoon, which is uh, always, they well, get on great in that. We're always rooting for the fox, unless you're a farmer. <clears throat> yeah, but I, I'm not a farmer, and I don't like them. And you don't like foxes that still? No, I don't like farmers. Ah, it's never gone to farmers. So do, do, do you think there's a parallel universe where farmers are hunted by giant foxes? What a lovely thought. That's a thought. Well, I hope and, not. I'd have to be protesting on behalf of farmers in that world save the farmers but, but save our, the farmers but our whole our whole world view would have changed you know yeah we'd be well I'd of, be there going well this is irony you know if they knew what I knew but we wouldn't be aware they wouldn't be doing that yeah but they don't if we could somebody flip betwixt two two dimensions oh but, imagine that uh, if only I had the money to afford such a thing you can't you, well you'd like to buy a, a, a trans-dimensional that's the plan John everything should be silver. that's a waste of money you could you could use that money to Enhance your life by not buying flitting. a trans-dimensional no, device, like a flibbity gibbet between dimensions. But you know, I'm very flighty. You know, that's pointing what I do. out the irony of different societies. Well, at parties, I, at parties, I just generally flit about talking to various people from kitchen to living room. <laughs> uh, I have a five-second attention span, and a kind of futuristic device like that will yeah. serve my purposes greatly. Your porpoises. There's a universe where you'll serve your porpoises. I will serve my you know. my pur- porpoise overlords. <laughs> Who's to say I'm not from from that? Universe and ever We love our Cecilian overlords. You oh, okay. He's beauties. gone Latin. He's gone Latin. He's gone Latin. I'm wearing flamboyant sleeves. He really is. Yeah. Yes. He's th- thrusting the genus in our faces. Right. Okay. Well, that was a, a segment. It was uh, a shopping related. Are we, we going to carry on talking about? Fashion? I desperately tried to to kind of so somehow uh, bring out the shopping uh, context and that. And I think I partly succeeded. I think you partly succeeded. Yeah. Well done. Like many things in life, I partly succeed. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when you partly succeed. So, John, I love you, it when a plan almost comes together. Oh, I, I love it when a plan. <laughs> don't, quite, sh- don't choke in your burger. I love, it, I love it when a plan. What's happening here? Nearly reaches fruition, only to be dashed <laughs> on the rocks at the last I like moment. when a plan goes down your esophagus the wrong way. I love it when a plan goes down your esophagus the wrong way, and then you splutter it out all over someone's lovely teak antique table. Yeah, what's this? Do we need to get a coaster for you? No, that's okay. 
Uh, this is okay. It's all right. I've been what coasting all night. I don't think I need something to aid me in this. Let's let's put Nina Simone down there. But I I'd never put Nina Simone down. I would, I would never put her down. On never this occasion. Down. So John, she's would, a goddess. Would, would you would you have any I don't know shopping facts for us at this stage of the game? I don't have any shopping facts for you, Joe, because oh, I know nothing about shopping. But what I do have, uh-huh, uh-huh. what I have cunningly prepared, yeah. is I watched a film about shopping. Uh oh. I yeah. mean. Oh, yes? Yeah, which I'm about to tell you about at some length. I can't wait. I bet you can't. Um, it's an unusual film. I would expect no less. Not many people have heard of it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Still fewer people have seen it, but I have seen it. Uh, but a long time ago. Okay. Um, it's called uh, Rosalie Goes Shopping. Naturally. And it's it's quite odd. Let me tell you all about it. Um, it's a 1989 English language German film directed by Percy Adlon and starring Marianne Sagerbrecht, Brad Davis, and Judge Reinhold. Brad Davis from Mid- not Midnight Express. From Midnight Express, the very same. Midnight Express? Yeah. Whatever happened to Brad Davis? He died of AIDS. But before that, he did Rosalie Goes Shopping. That's right. A German English co production. Yeah. And Judge Reinhold. Don't Which judge. Is the weirdest thing because oh, he plays it? he plays her priest. Do you think his agent said when he was offered the role? Don't judge. Do you think he yeah, said yeah, that? Yeah, he probably did. I, I hope he did. I hope he did. He needs the money. Hey, don't judge. I think his, his, his agent was like, <laughs> "You should definitely take this." And that's what Judge said back to him: "Don't judge. I need the fucking money." You're, you're going for that "don't judge" thing, aren't you? Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop Three was a long time ago. I it need really the money. was. <laughs> Who was the other cop in that? No one remembers no, him. He, him. He looked very like another policeman who was in NYPD Blue. I also forget. But anyway, Carrie, actually, I think he died recently, but don't quote me on that. Judge Reinhold. No, God, no, no, no. The, the other cop whose name we don't say. Um, I'll tell you about the plot of the film briefly. Go. Cool. Um, Saga Brecht, um, I presume that's how you say, plays Rosalie, a German woman with a crop, dust, a crop duster husband. <laughs> that's hard to say. <laughs> Played by Brad Davis. Yeah, very close to Cock Duster. Actually, I was hoping for Cock Duster. It wasn't Cock Duster. With a Crop Duster husband. (laughs) (laughs) Who has failing eyesight. This is is already the worst pitch in the world ever. (laughs) Hang on, hear me out. I'm not going to make this film again. He's a Crop Duster. (laughs) This is key. (laughs) Sagerbrecht plays Rosalie, a German woman with a Crop Duster husband with failing eyesight. They have seven children one of whom is Bill, out of Bill and Ted, and two of whom don't appear to have names. She has three interests. Shopping, chanting along to videotape TV adverts, and confessing... Uh, confessing? <laughs> uh, confessing her sins to Judge Reinhold, her baffled and frustrated priest. I'm having real trouble yeah, with my tongue. I today. think What's Judge was on? as well, yeah. uh, with the script. I mean, uh, also, one of, one of her three interests isn't crop dusting. That's going to cause problems. She has no interest in her husband's that's, work. That's going to cause problems but on the domestic lo- front. She, he loves her anyway. Uh-huh. Um, when local tradesmen stop giving her credit, uh, she turns to uh, the, the new and exciting uh, criminal career of internet fraud. When was this film made? Uh, 1991. So that's pretty good. That's actually that's 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 quite ahead of its time. Yeah, it's the only part of the film that's really dated quite badly. The internet shopping, yeah, bit. because you see the the modems and the telephones <laughs> and all this sort of stuff. So if you're putting up your computer, there's a yeah. scene of fifteen minutes of you know those noises that modems used to make. Yeah, did they have an actor should on hand to do that? Should we just do the yeah. noises? Of John Leeson was paid. Check if John Leeson was in the cast actually. I'm as sure modem. he was. Yeah, 
Well, we'll get our producer to do yeah, that. Yeah, we will. We will. Um, John Leeson, by the way, also did the voice of K9. All kind of... I think they know that. I guess they do. Yeah, they do. I guess they wouldn't be listening if they didn't. No. Um, Percy. The, the director's called Percy Adlon. He's a German guy. But guess, get this. Uh-huh. Percy is short for Parsifal. Which is a great name. It's one of the good names. Yeah. And it's my, it, it, it's my favourite uh, Wagner. It's a great Wagner. It's a great Wagner. Um, he directed Baghdad Cafe. He's associated... Whoa, with... this guy's got pedigree. Yeah. But listen, he's associated with the new German cinema movement alongside proper famous people, Werner Herzog uh-huh. and Rainer Werner Fassbender. 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 Not to be confused with Michael Fassbender. No. One vial. I'm, I'm just confused by... Michael Fassbender. People find him attractive. People find him charming. I think he looks like he's got nothing going on behind his eyes, which makes him a great actor, I think, but he looks terrifying. I wouldn't like to meet him with a dark alley. Are you suggesting that uh, great actors are are not very bright? I'm suggesting that they're just uh, emotionally empty vessels. I think there's something in that. I think there might be something in that. But I don't think there's anything in Michael Fassbender. Yeah, unlike our own Liam Neeson, who is a giant of a man and a compassionate human. He's a literal. He's seven foot tall. Did he's you know that? Huge. It's you know. He who would, else are you going to get to play Zeus? He wouldn't get through that door. He he'd have to bend. I'm yeah. not, I, and he I, doesn't bend he, to, to no man. To no man. Two he's things with Liam Neeson: doesn't bend and he doesn't do ice. John <laughs> <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. That's a callback. <laughs> um, the thing about this film, though, that yes. I remember the most is the song, the theme music. Uh-huh. Which is a sort of country reggae um, that's by a bloke called uh, Jim Lauderdale. Um, and I can't find it anywhere on the internet. And Music wasn't insane. his forte? Explain that, Joe. Forte Lauderdale. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. okay, look, right. it's, yeah. it's been a long week. <laughs> it's it's getting, it feels longer now. Is that your forte, Lauderdale? Yeah. Soundtrack music? The important point here to take away from this is you can't. If anyone could supply us with the photo of the uh, the song from yeah. somewhere, I don't know where, because um, it's 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 a great. It's one of the all time great country reggae. Have you heard the uh, song at all before? Yeah, I've, I've seen the film. So, country reggae German. That that makes perfect sense to me. It the actually German, does though. Yeah, you, think, yeah, yeah. you think about Boney M and people like that. That's, that makes perfect sense. Um, so what's the film about, Joe? Well, I'll tell you. Don't interrupt. Um, wasn't going to my goodness Good. why would you think would get on with it man on with it it's a satire on consumerism it's a satire on European perceptions of America it's a satire on credit card culture and the bailing out of banks but it's odd misshapen plodding picaresque a weird combination of Europe and America with a little bits of reggae thrown in <laughs> it's, a really, it's a really old film it's very, I really liked it but that's it, also, but it is long and nothing really happens. That's also uh, how the record company uh, tried to pitch the last Serge Gainsbourg album. I think. <laughs> what was the last Serge? Yeah, it was some kind of reggae expression, was it? Yeah, but he did loads of. They called it Freggae. Um, and it's I see re- what they've done it's a, there. It's a really good record. What are you talking about? Uh, it's, got, it's got. Yeah, I think we may. Sly and Robbie play on that record. Yeah, that doesn't make it good. I've seen Sly and Robbie play. Live. Patrick Litchfield did the cover. He's standing on a sand dune with his shirt off. I think. Patrick or, or Serge, both I would say. Oh, yeah, <laughs> took turns. Litchie in the eighties and nineties was quite a body fellow. Yeah, well, I imagine. Body, but, no, that's a really good record. I own that record. Yeah, those two comments don't necessarily flow together. That's true. Yeah. I own some very bad records, and I own some very interesting records that other people think might be bad. But also, in the interest of this show, yeah. and for legal purposes, John's bought them all. 
Oh, you hope? Well, I actually don't download anything because I'm stupid. Just I, don't, I don't understand it. You thought an MP3 was a small soiree for elected representatives? It's yes, good. Right. Um, and on that bombshell, <laughs> let's play yet another song just to get the nasty taste out of our mouths. It's coming up to ten forty. It's coming the up traffic's to chocker. <laughs> this is a depressing song by Tin Machine. That's right, Tin Machine. It's shopping for girls. Now, that's not a particularly great song. No, it wasn't. No, but there's two things about that song that I think are at least you know worth, worth kind of thinking about. Um, one of them is. It's Tim Machine. David Bowie had a fucking band called Tim Machine. Yeah. I still can't quite believe that David Bowie was in a band called Tim Machine. Not depressing. Um, and that, that 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 song was being massively depressing and sounding like a <coughs> Midnight Oil in the Biscuit Tin. I think <laughs> might be. And again, people who listen to this will know who Midnight Oil is. I don't think I have to elaborate. Um, bald Australian man. Bald Australian. Can't man. sing very well. Horrible, horrible the one he wasn't angry Anderson. Yeah, um, the other one. Yeah. Uh, the, the the songs about sex tourism. In, in the Far East uh, and his Bowie's guitarist Reeves Gabriels yep. who's responsible for some of the worst guitar playing and some of the worst Bowie songs I think uh, in the past 20-30 years just a horrible noise headless guitar yeah we all love the headless guitar they all had the headless guitar in that off band. with their heads even the drummer had a headless he's playing drums the drummer with a headless had guitar with two headless guitars yeah. all the better to hit those kind of skins with it's a song about sex tourism and it was influenced by Reeves Gabriel who was the guitarist uh, caterwauling in that not Bowie he was doing a different kind of caterwauling uh, it's about his wife who was a photojournalist in the Far East and came back with this story and Bowie thought he'd write a socially uh, conscious song like David Bowie and kind of literal social consciousness are really uncomfortable bedfellows as I think we can all agree from listening to that song but it was a Bowie link and it was called Shopping for Girls so I will defend it on those two bases 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 I'm overcomplicating bases your bases don't count overcomplicated bases right so on with the show do you know how... You that song, didn't you? No, I really didn't like that at all. Do you know how Reeves Ga- Gabriels... Gabriels? Gabriels, if you don't mind. Ponytail. Um, got the gig with David Bowie? Um, I heard that uh, he met him at a party and he wanted... He bullshitted him, basically, at a party. I heard mm-hmm. um, that he sent him a cassette of just guitar noises he could make. Squonking? Yeah, just squonking along. Yeah. Um, Bowie went, oh, we make guitar noises like that. Oh, yeah. well, I'm kind of into Glenn Brackett at the minute because I've got a CD. I don't know where I'm from. I'll I do- like it. I'll take a hundred. I'm a baritone Frank Spencer. Why, why can't we do David Bowie? Oh, Betty. That was well, awful. I'm from the north of Ireland. Uh, I have an excuse. You have zero excuses for not doing Bowie. You're from the cradle. I can, I can sing like him, but I can't do the talking like him. Did I see you in Stars in Her Eyes doing Bowie? You did, yeah. Thought so. I was a lot thinner then. Before I knew you. Yeah. You were um, beautiful then. I was beautiful then. Um, but now is not then. Now is now. And I have to deal with this. But of course. Sagging carcass. Of course, we all, as time relentlessly uh, batters us about the. Face and neck. Face, it's the face and neck. Um, not bothering to hide the bruises. Um, it doesn't even put oranges into a sock. No, no. It just comes straight out with a tyro. Yeah. Basically. Makes you wear long sleeves. Time makes you wear long sleeves, but <laughs> but there is there is there is some silver lining. These days, there are so many products on the market for sagging, aging male and female flesh. And uh, I think it's fair to say <laughs> I'm not. my medicine cabinet. I'm not ashamed to say there is a, an entire shelf in my medicine cabinet dedicated to sagging, ailing male flesh. Uh, and I thought I'd bring it in for you, John, but I forgot. 
It's all right. Was that? I was okay. So you're saying that I'm like? No, I'm not. I was trying to. I, I was trying to supplant. Sagging. I was setting it up, and then I was throwing it in your face. See, it doesn't work because I've already done all those insults on myself. You're merely compounding. Yeah, but your self-deprecation. Your self-deprecation doesn't denude you. It doesn't from it, it doesn't really ha- work in Northern Ireland, does it? No, they don't really have that here. No, metrosexuality is basically akin to homosexuality, and both things are considered evil where we come from. So you think self-deprecating is is metrosexual? Self-defecating? No. It's very, that's, a, that's a different thing. It's very annoying. That's a very different thing. <laughs> that's very niche. Uh, very and that, very and niche. that hasn't happened since Christmas last. Ooh. As George Michael didn't sing... I'm dreaming of a brown Christmas. <laughs> last Christmas? Never mind. Never mind. It wasn't the heart I gave you. It's so anyway, heart attack. It was everywhere. Um, anyway, that's disgusting. Why are you talking about that? I'm not sure how we got to that. I'm not uh, sure okay, why we're there. I, I, was, I was talking about the, the commodification yeah, of, greatest monster. of our vanity and yeah. our fear of ageing. And these days, there are a whole range of unguents and ointments and potions that I certainly buy. I'm not sure if they're working at all. Um, you have the skin of a small boy, George. And actually, at some <laughs> point... <laughs> what? Small boy, George. Small boy, George. <laughs> Tiny boy, George. <laughs> Uh, coincidentally, I swear boy, to God, that wasn't intentional. Have you seen weird? Boy George's skin looks like the surface of the fucking moon at the minute. He looks terrible these days. Does he? Not looking great. Mm. He's, you know, Does he, he have worked on? Uh, oh, hell's yes. I don't know. Hell's yes. When was the last time I saw Boy George? I saw him on The Voice. Uh, was he on The Voice? He was on The Voice last year. No, I don't a program that I, I believe. I don't watch The Voice. That, as it involves talent and chairs. Uh, that's about all I know about it. But Boy George was on it. Let's call it talent and chairs. He occasionally, he occasionally DJs, then occasionally re- res- speaking of bands that resurrect, he occasionally uh, reconvenes Culture Club for another paycheck and then goes back to chaining up to young men in dungeons. Yeah. Well, he doesn't do that anymore. It was that one time. That was a one-off. He wears a big hat. He does. Yeah. What's he hiding? I, I, like, I like to think he's a chicken underneath it. The big reveal. Yeah. Isn't he a Buddhist? He probably doesn't eat chickens. That's why he's got it under, under his hat. It's alive. Mm. He hasn't killed it. Bow down, Mister Harry Rama. No thanks, Harry Krishna. Um, and on that bombshell, yeah. Um, um, what do we do? I don't know. I think it's maybe time for another song, is it? Well, let's have a look at the time. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, I think it is actually. Yeah. Um, I love the way you just kind of looked into thin air, and then you almost you knew instinctively it was time for another song. I just I, I plucked it. Yeah. It's like when you two write a song, they just they don't write it. No. No. They, pl- they curate it. They, they can pluck it from the air. They do pluck. Like elis- electricity. It's completely plucked. Um, right, so what was the one you did? You did Tim Machine, didn't you? So why don't you do one of my ones? I think we should. Okay. Do-do. Well, in a, in a, in a break from convention, uh, this song is a ballad, and it's by a woman. Gasp! A woman of colour. And substance. And substance. It's I Don't Go Shopping... By Patty LaBelle. And when I say substance, I don't mean she's fat. I mean she has It's character. too late. You've said it. It's out there. Damn it. That was... Uh, Patty LaBelle's I Don't Go Shopping. A woman of great characterful substance, but a very lean figure. I, that's not actually true. Um, that's not even true. It's not even true. Maybe she's a woman of a certain age now, you know, and she's carrying a few extra pounds. And what's wrong with that? For heaven's sake, when I was getting any younger, Joe. Are you telling me that she's possibly so large that she wouldn't fit under George Michael's or even Boy George's hat? (laughs) I went straight there with George George Michael doesn't wear a hat. I know. He wears a lid. Hey! Too soon. Too soon. Higgins? Jesus, rein it in.
Unbelievable. Oh, um, Speaking of too soon, I'll tell you, tell you what wasn't too soon. His funeral, three months after his demise. Yeah. What was going on for three months? That's why you had to keep the lid on. If he was a Muslim, you could have buried him, oof, 20, 30 times in that period. If he, well, if he was a, if from Northern Ireland, you could have buried him, I don't know, I can't do maths. Some some number of times. Quite a lot of times. If he was a Muslim or from Northern Ireland, or both, then he wouldn't have been George Hang Michael. I, can, so I can't work this out. It's about, it's three days, so it's, it's yeah. about 30 days in every month. 19, so it's 30. It's, it, yeah, 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 so it's the same thing. Should you stop stuck with Muslim? Trivia. So, Muslim and or from Northern Ireland. Oh, interesting bedfellows. Interesting. Are that's, your parents? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's. <laughs> I just checked that. It? I'm checking that for veracity. Yep. yep. I can't. I can't fault that. That's true. Right there. So um, I think it's been an eventful uh, podcast. If I could just say, because you alluded to it earlier, sir. Um, sir, I wouldn't say sure, <laughs> but I said sir. sir. It's my natural deference yeah, for the English accent. Exactly. Run along, Paddy. Um, Continue, my liege. Flurry locks. Off you go. Um, <laughs> They're dancing for us. How charming. <laughs> um, the Irish RM. Ooh. Oh, there's a throwback. Um, Patty, of course, there was our second Patty of the podcast. I feel a joke coming on. Uh, Any, uh, uh, I can't even be bothered. Consumerist related jokes? Well, you know, what else has two Patties? Oh, I don't know. A Big Mac, say? Yeah, it is that. We got yeah, there. We thought that was painful. Thank God for that. Right. Um, <laughs> Joe, I think that's been marvellous. Yeah, I mean... They're going to talk about this. I think they will be. And they'll, they'll mostly be saying, tones. They'll mostly be saying, how much more of this is left? <laughs> um, well, the answer is not much more. We've been around the houses. We've been around the shops. Uh, we've spoken a little bit about shopping. Um, to be honest, I don't think John and I are natural consumers. Would you, would you say you're a natural consumerist? I try and struggle against that whole... Materialism that is you know, kind of. I, I enjoy eating. Who doesn't? But uh, I think no, for I free. Don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't like to shop. I don't like to buy things. I don't have any money. So it's it, you know. Yeah. Actually, to be fair, I don't know if I like shopping because I can't afford to do it. In fact, I've got to say, shopping was a terrible choice for a subject. Yeah, but you know, terrible. We t- but we t- I think we did it. We take the rough with the smooth. It's not about. Always. You know, we, we can always work around it. We don't. Yeah. We, hopefully, yeah. we've proved that once again this week. Improvising pon a theme. Ah. It was Ponathine, wasn't it? Was, it was Ponathine. And here's Ponathine Pan um, with the weather. No, so, that's not true. John, um, I don't know if you remember previously in the podcast, I alluded to a very popular and a favourite of ours, uh, Synth Pop Act, that had a song that encapsulated all the garish, gory glory of Thatcher's 80s. Of course I remember it, Joe. I've only had one glass of wine. Damn. That was good. What a coincidence. And what for, what fortuitous coincidence that you remember. Yeah. Uh, because, do you want to present that song now? <laughs> While we say goodnight? Do you want, do you want me to present it? <laughs> well, I'd rather present the song than, than yourself. Put it yeah, that way. okay. Well, I won't be doing that, Joe. Um, the trousers are firmly affixed. Um, by Blumange. <laughs> it's not by Blumange. It's by the Pet Shop Boys, another synth-pop duo. And this is called, quite simply, and I mean simply, Shopping. Shopping.